Hello and welcome to this edition of the IUMI podcast. I'm Mike Elson and today I'm delighted to be joined by Marty Simayoki from Alandia in Helsinki, who is also a member of IUMI's Loss Prevention Committee, and also by Hendrika Kuhl, who many of us know is IUMI's Policy Director. Welcome to you both and thank you very much for joining me today. So today we're discussing the issue of fires at sea and particularly those on board Roros and car carriers. Now, it's a sad fact that we've seen a number of high-profile casualties in recent years, such as Felicity Ace, Grand California, and very recently, Fremantle Highway. And of course, we mustn't forget the tragic loss of life that is so often a sad consequence. For shipping, the two key issues are, of course, being able to tackle these fires effectively at sea, and more importantly, preventing them from happening in the first place. So that's getting the best possible understanding of the causes. Marty, let me turn to you first, if I may. Uh, it's true that vessel fires are a very real concern for seafarers, owners and insurers. And some commentators are blaming the carriage of electric vehicles as a growing cause of these onboard fires. What's your view on this? Thank you, Mike. It's a very relevant uh, question in uh, very much in the limelight, as you, as you said. Uh, uh, to, to be very, uh, perhaps a blunt and, and uh, simple, um, I would really like to have the conclusive evidence that there was an EV that caused the fire. So far, I haven't seen and, and no one hasn't really presented conclusive evidence that it was an EV that was the cause of the fire. Um, the other take is that the fire research community uh, globally uh, they have researched lithium-ion batteries for the last 20 years. And their, the, the research institute's results are more or less in, in line with, with, with each other when it comes to the heat release rates and, 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 and the infamous uh, thermal runaway and the difficulty to get the thermal runaway uh, started. Uh, statistics, they also reveal that the likelihood of an EV fire depending on the source, uh, it's eight to 10 times less likely to occur than a conventional vehicle fire. Uh, when we talk to the manufacturers, uh, the message is that uh, an EV is inherently better built or safer car than a conventional one. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a much simpler construction, less moving parts, and you need much better components in order it to work. And uh, to my knowledge, to be a bit controversial here, uh, no country has banned the use of EVs on the public roads. Uh, there are lots of misconceptions and, and perhaps misunderstandings regarding the EVs and EV safety, and, and hopefully this podcast is one of the things that would take us one step further to bust some of the myths and, and, and uh, gain a broader understanding and, and, and Perhaps I would go as far as say the correct understanding uh, what this is and what this isn't. And the fun fact here is that uh, already in 1907, an EV could run 300 kilometers on, on a flat surface, and they held a speed record until 1920s. So, so this is, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So um, 
I, I guess, I guess, as you as you said, it hasn't been proven that uh, an electric vehicle has been the cause for um, any fire on board a car carrier or indeed a, a Roro. But I guess it's possible um, that uh, either they were the cause or they might be the cause in the future. And um, so, I mean, is there any real difference between a fire in an electric vehicle and a fire in a standard internal combustion engine vehicle? And if so, how are those fires tackled at sea? There's a difference. Um, the the main difference is the reignition risk, uh, and, and that's due to the battery pack. Uh, but on the same note, uh, I would say that there's been tremendous focus on the drivetrain, and in this case, the battery pack, or and it has been kind of a conclusively uh, explained in a different research that uh, 80% of the fire load is actually the, the plastics and the interior of the car and 20% is the uh, the drivetrain whether it's a petrol diesel or, or, or the battery pack so so the main enemy is actually uh, the construction itself not not the drivetrain coming back to differences I, I would say that uh, Fighting the fires, uh, the change and the difference how we should uh, tackle these fires is to to use the fixed first. Uh, in 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 a traditional uh, onboard firefighting, there's a manual firefighting first, but I, I think this is this is a change and and also the understanding that how time critical this is, uh, that we do. In order to the fixed first, we need to know where we have the people, and then also to plan. Uh, in the case often possible EV fire, that we have enough uh, resources uh, to uh, have the monitoring if there would be a reignition. So, so that's that's basically the difference. Could I just? jump in here one really quickly i think the fixed first approach is really important to specify that for car carriers i think there there are different approaches between car carriers and roros is, isn't that correct marty yeah it depends on uh, on, on a roro robax vessels you would have the trencher and, and water a sprinkler if you like and on a, on a car carrier you typically would have a co2 system or, or, or foam foam based system yeah, thank you. And, and 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 as you said, different different methods of of tackling the fire uh, because of different risks. And um, bringing it back to marine insurance, Marty, I guess the underwriting community needs to adapt um, to those new risks. Uh, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, uh, it's very nice to be giving an advice here. Uh, I, 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 one of the things that uh, we we have been and also uh, within the IOMI forums that uh, it, it's important to have a one voice in the industry and in order to have a one voice and, and a similar if not exactly the identical understanding of the risk I, I think that uh, we we should resort to correct uh, science-based understanding of the technology and, and the risk that it carries uh, there's lots of different research and, and some of some of it might be uh, contradicting, but at the end of the day, uh, I mean, it's, it's not a new research uh, when it comes to the battery fires. So uh, that that would be my, my advice to 
understand the differences, understand the technology, uh, resorting to the respectable uh, proven scientific results. Uh, I, I think, and, and creating the one voice into industry, I, I think that's the best way forward. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. And I know that Ayumi has been doing a, an awful lot of work on this. And uh, Hendrika, let's bring you into the discussion because um, Ayumi's just released a position paper on the transport of lithium uh, ion batteries. So I wonder if you could tell us just what's the main thrust of the paper and what is Ayumi's position? Um, absolutely. So um, the paper is titled Best Practice and Recommendations for the Safe Transport of EVs. And we had a group of IUMI members involved in the drafting of this paper, but uh, also uh, some car manufacturers and also um, ship owners who were involved uh, in the development of this um, paper to get a broader overview and input from all stakeholders who are involved. Um, and clearly, ship fires have been a major concern for marine insurers and the shipping industry more broadly for a very long time. Um, and Ayumi has advocated for a better fire detection and extinguishing system for, for many years. And clearly, these systems must be specifically tailored for each vessel type. And this is what Marty alluded to earlier in, in um, uh, his comments. So... In this best practice paper, we provide technical information about the setup of the battery packs that are built into EVs. Um, we talk about state of charge, uh, about thermal runaway, um, and kind of the, the technical details that are important to provide a better understanding of the battery technology as such, and thus to provide a better understanding of the risks that are associated with it. Um, we also explain how the transportation of EVs raises certain risks, which are different, as Marty mentioned, to those that are involved in carrying kind of um, conventional cars, internal combustion engine um, vehicles. And in this context, what we want to emphasize is that research clearly indicates that the risks that are associated with EVs is not heightened and they are not more dangerous than those um, caused by ICEVs. And that's a very important finding that we are um, trying to get across in our uh, best practice paper. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, it's uh, crucial to consider the different designs of different vessel types. And that's why in our paper, we differentiate between row rows and car carriers. And there we provide specific recommendations and best practice for both vessel types on uh, specific aspects and this includes the loading process and the loading conditions of the cars that get on board. Uh, we look at detection and confirmation and verification of fires um, and we also um, include uh, recommendations and best practice um, on firefighting responses um, on board these two different vessel types. Um, so that's in a nutshell what the paper is, um, is looking at um, and yeah I really recommend you uh, to have a look. That's a great overview, Hendrika. Thank you. And uh, where can our listeners find a copy of that paper? Oh, it's on our website um, under uh, the press release and news section. Um, and yeah, it should hopefully be in your inbox when you receive this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, so um, finally, Hendrika, uh, what's the way forward now for the industry to respond to these challenges? What's going to happen next, do you think? Um, right. So there's been a lot of discussion going on about this already. And um, 
what um, our members um, have agreed in this group that focus must be on identifying risks and safety measures um, that are related to EVs and other alternative fuel vehicles, um, just like there's a growing focus on alternative fuels and propulsion methods for, for vessels and um, how these can be used um, safely. Um, so we do have to look further into how to mitigate risks that are associated with EVs um, and for that, it's really important that we engage uh, with the regulators, uh, with class societies uh, to develop appropriate rules and standards um, for the safe transport of EVs um, and for that matter, other new energy vehicles. And um, I think what's interesting to see is that this has been discussed at the IMO as well. Um, and at fairly quick speed, the IMO decided to put this on the agenda uh, of the subcommittee on ship systems and equipment uh, that's going to meet next year in March. And clearly, Ayumi is going to be involved um, in the discussions at the IMO um, so that uh, the regulatory process can be uh, supported from the marine insurance perspective uh, as well. So um, an awful lot of work to be done uh, yet. Um, okay, uh, before we conclude, Marty, any final comments from you? Uh, I just want to uh, thank you, Hendrik, uh, ex explaining the very complex, uh, comprehensive work in, 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 in very understandable chunks and, and, and just to appreciate uh, the, the effort and the timetable. And, and it's, it's a fairly large working group uh, and uh, to, to find, find a consensus and, 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 and deliver on time, it's, it's it, it needs a great facilitation skills and, and uh, uh, a bit of a patience, but uh, I think we'll we'll be definitely getting there. And great members. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's been really 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 nice and, and important work and, and, and yeah, I mean hugely important work. Um, well, look, that pretty much brings us to the end of our discussion for today. I mean, it's a big issue and one that uh, will continue to exercise the entire shipping community for many years to come. I guess we can take some comfort, can't we, from the fact that we've been transporting conventional vehicles by sea for many years and we've learned to understand and reduce the inherent risks involved. And so as an industry, we've demonstrated that we have the capacity and the capability to understand and mitigate the new risks associated with these new generation vehicles. So perhaps that's a positive note um, to end on. Um, but I must say thanks so much to Marty and to Hendrika for giving us your time today. And uh, I look forward to you all joining us for our next IUMI podcast. Thank you very much and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you.